Wanna whisper in your ear that you're, that you're good enough I wanna change the way you see you, you're strong enough Say them not know that you got more than meets the eyes And them not see you making stride after stride There's a proverb that says a good woman leaves an inheritance to her grandchildren. But that inheritance isn't just money. We are to leave our children and their children with a connection to God they can be confident in for direction, companionship, and manifesting purpose. We're to leave them business and money skills, physical health tools, and with the tools they need for mental wellness so that their traumas won't stop their progress. Welcome to Queen Tings. I am LaShawn Brooks, your friend and therapeutic coach. I advocate for your wholeness in your life, your business, and your legacy. So let's feed your heart, Queen, so you can authentically express who you are, create wealth, and surround yourself with people that love and support your purpose. Now, prayer has been an evasive subject for so long because we made it complicated when it is so simple. It can be so simple. In this episode, I'm going to take you on a journey into what effective praying looks like and what it doesn't. We'll deal with the traumas that have shaped our views of prayer and learn to pray from a place of rest. Now, let me just say this. You were made to progress through rest. I know that sounds impossible because most of us have made our progress through grinding it out and some of us have had to even hustle. But our original design progresses through rest. Think about it. Your greatest ideas, your clarity, your creativity, they all flow freely when your heart is resting. There are things that are available to us that are outside of our grinding and our hustling, our excessive work ethics. And those things cannot be obtained through the grinding. We often find that at the end of our grinding and our excessive work ethics that we have traveled the wrong path. Or I should say we have pushed and pushed and we've gotten ourselves somewhere that we really don't want to be. While progressing from rest gives us the luxury of shifting midstream if necessary so we can perceive and hit the bullseye that, that our authentic selves are truly aiming for. Now, when I say rest, I'm not talking about sleep. I'm talking about the state of your heart. I always ask clients, hey, how are you resting? And they tell me the amount of hours that they're sleeping each night. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about sleep. I'm talking about how your heart is. How is your heart resting, right? When I was involved in my old church system, I was a professional suppressor. I suppressed until my traumas became physical pains. It wasn't until I learned to deal with them and find spaces of rest in in my own places of prayer that the real me began to emerge and make progress. Now, don't get me wrong. Trauma will allow you to make progress, but not as your true authentic self. You'll do well 
as the version you created to please everyone around you, but your true self will suffer. So trauma lets you progress, but it doesn't allow you to progress as your true self. If you don't deal with the things that clutter and hinder your heart, you will never be able to obtain the things that are beyond your grinding, your hustling, your making ends meet, uh, robbing Peter emotionally to pay Paulina, (laughs) right? You'll never get beyond. You'll never get those things beyond the grinding, but you're not built for grinding. Your progress, again, is made through rest. Now, I want you to brace yourself here. I got a little treat for you. I asked my amazing, incredible friend to come on, and you're going to hear from her in just a few moments. But I want to let you know that generational traumas and our own personal traumas keep us in a place of grinding because trauma shifts how we process information. It also shifts how we are able to use our imaginations. So it shifts how we can process the information that's coming in. Why? Because it becomes our filter. And so it, it hinders how I can use my imagination because my filter is off. Now through prayer, And therapeutic work, we have the opportunity to dismantle the traumas of our predecessors and work through our own traumas. And this gives our children a fighting chance. Now, I mention our predecessors, our ancestors, our parents, grandparents, the people who have come before us. I mention them purposefully because we're going to dive into how what they have gone through affects our concept of prayer. If those who came before me lived lives of secret traumas and some open, openly displayed, those struggles that were never dealt with, their ways of life, their habits, their concepts of prayer, their concepts of connecting with the divine or something greater than themselves is transferred onto me. And most of the time it's done without really knowing it. And sometimes it's done through training. So we and our children often go into prayer as slaves rather than as friends. I want you to hear what my good, amazing, incredible friend, Renee Roberts, Coach Renee Roberts, has to say about this as we discussed it. I want to talk with you a little bit on prayer. We've been discussing prayer. I dedicated the podcast to prayer um, the last month of the year Mm -hmm. of 2022. Um, And still, we're still harping harping on this. Now, there's something that you and I talk about a lot, which is trauma. Yes. Which is, it's it's very important for me as I coach to be trauma-informed because I know where I've come from, and Mm -hmm. I know how I have watched trauma hinder things in my own life. Mm -hmm. In our conversation, we've seen where things, traumatic things have hindered certain areas for you, and we've seen that in other people that we've counseled, people that we have coached, you know, people that we have led Mm -hmm. in our pastoring roles, try to get to another level, but can't because of trauma. And one area in particular is in the area of prayer. Mm -hmm. 
one of the things that came up in my mind was the slavery mindset. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you have some things to say on this. I mean, yeah. when we think about the trauma, now you and I have talked about my background where I have the African American history, but I also have an Afro-Hispanic history as well. Mm -hmm. So in those two, you know, you know, very different cultures, Mm -hmm. um, there was still in the beginning or my predecessors, all, whether they were Mm Afro-Hispanic or African-American still had to deal with a lot of suppression. Absolutely. And I feel like that seriously gets passed down into our concept of prayer Mm. to where we now go to God and we're still begging as if we are still in slavery. Or even if we feel like we are free from slavery, we're still um, coming to God as, yes, I'm massa. It's whatever you, like, you know what I'm saying? And I, I, I play around with that because I really need us to know what we sound like when we step into places of prayer, but we still are trying to relate to God as slaves rather than friends. Mm, Wow. What do you want to... I know you got a lot for that. Well, I'm just in here thinking like this is a trip because it's timely. Um, You know, I'm I'm beginning a series on rewiring prayer. Mm -hmm. That's what it's called. And, um, as you're talking about that, I'm thinking of one of the points that I I have in my notes, uh, which is, um, prayer, uh, prayer is, uh, or, or it originates or it's ingrained in our beliefs. Mm -hmm. So when we pray, uh, as you were referring to, like from that slavery mentality, We have to understand the construct of our belief system, Mm -hmm. um, where it originated from, you know, why we believe what we believe, how we believe it. Um, all is a result of coming from ancestral times, you know, and those beliefs being transgenerational where they are passed on. So Mm -hmm. when we pray, even though we may feel we're more modern in our prayer, maybe we're not (laughs) tarrying and, Mm -hmm. you know, just at the altar (laughs) going, in for hours, um, those beliefs are still ingrained in us. So we feel like we have to plead with God. We have to beg God. We have to be good, you know, and, and, and meet his approval, you know, in order for him to even hear us. Yeah. When in essence, um, the Bible talks about us being bo- able to boldly come before the throne of grace. It yeah. talks about uh, Christ coming in and tearing down the veil, you know, where we can just approach God wow. uh, without, we can approach him in humility, but without this subservient mindset. Wow. You know, it, it, through Christ as believers, once again, prayer being ingrained in our beliefs, when we believe that Jesus, like we're heirs, like we are joint heirs as this Bible we we read and we believe these yeah. scriptures. Um, then we approach prayer from that perspective mm-hmm. as a joint heir versus this slave or servant of God. Wow. Because when, when we say I'm a servant of God, we're not thinking I'm in in 
in communion or in connection or in relationship yeah. with God. We're thinking, yes, I'm, <laughs> yes, God. Yeah. Oh, God. You God know. told me to shut up. Yeah, God told me to shut up. You know, right. did you see that clip? On- yes, I did <laughs> on TikTok. Yes, it's on TikTok. And the lady's giving her testimony. Bless her heart. You know, God said, I'm like, a black age. <laughs> With cancer, if wow. you don't stop smoking. Yeah. So, based on her belief system. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which, she, which obviously is traumatic. Right. You understand. Yes. Just looking at her. Absolutely. And not to judge her. Right. But just yeah. seeing you know certain, you know, you, you, you know yes. certain indicators. You can see it. You know, yes. you can see it. So, you know, thinking about that, that's that mentality that God is this abrasive, abusive Heart, but that comes from our belief. So this is why, and not to sound black and white, but let's call it what it is. Yeah. This is why you can have our white sisters and brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, their prayers sound totally different. Mm-hmm. They're not begging God for anything. Right. They're thankful. They're grateful. Mm-hmm. Everything is, oh God, you are amazing. What an amazing, what an friend amazing and friend. Yeah, you understand. <laughs> yes. Well, we're like God, please, Lord, if you could just, you know, and and it, they didn't have to deal with that in their ancestry. Oh my God, they didn't have to deal. Their belief system was founded on. We are heirs. We're not slaves. You understand what I'm saying? I hope I'm making sense. You're making a a whole lot of sense. No, this is amazing. Yeah. They didn't have that. It's different because like you said, they did not have that slavery mentality passed down to them. So their prayers sound very different. No. Yeah. They approach God as equals almost. We also, (laughs) and which is how we are supposed to, how we are invited to, but but I'm in relationship with you. That's what it means to be joint heirs. That's what Abba means. So then I have heard people pray in a way that they have to say, um, you know, father, please forgive me for my sins known and unknown and unknown right because we have been we have been indoctrinated yeah so into believe. believing yes. that we're standing before this, this master yeah a slave master but we forget jesus is standing between us oh my gosh so even if let's just say based on the old testament and god's behaviors and how he did his moody self right he gonna smite the whole earth he gonna flood it you know okay Let's just say that's who God is, right? right? Right. Which we know it's not, but let's just go with it. Yeah. Um, Jesus came and mediated that. Wow. So now we have grace and mercy that stands between us and this tyrant God. Yeah. So I don't have to beg. <laughs> horrible character. Right. I don't have to beg Jesus. You know, I don't have to beg him. No, I can, I can boldly come before my father now, yeah, because Jesus made it me made it able or gave us the ability to be in relationship now, oh, so that when I pray, which mm-hmm. is our communication, our right. spiritual communication, our spiritual verbiage, yeah, you know, uh, another point I'm, I made um, in my notes is um, prayer is as innate to us spiritually yes. as our ability to speak or yes. to create lang- to to have language. Yes. You understand what I'm yes. saying? So if that is in our DNA, why do we treat it as this spiritual endowment 
or something that comes along with salvation. Like everybody can pray. Everybody. Saved and unsaved. Whoever calls. Whoever calls and whoever believes. Absolutely. You know? Not whoever is a Christian. Right. Whoever believes. Yeah. Remember, prayer is ingrained in our beliefs. It it originates. It comes out of our belief. Yeah. So if I believe there is a God, whether I believe in your religion, that religion, if I believe then I have the ability to communicate with Absolutely. who I believe in. There's free access. There's free access. And I don't have to go through the elite to get that access. But, you know, this is something that Christendom, that's one of my words I create, you know, often, um, or I use often, that's not a word. But um, in Christendom, we create this elitism. Yeah, we do. Because we have our classes on prayer. We have oh, our boy. seminars on prayer. We have our, and I'm thinking, where is that even biblically ethical? Right. Jesus did not, people want to say, you know, in Matthew 6, he taught on prayer. No, he did not. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't teach on prayer because no. Jesus lived prayer. You understand? He was providing a heart posture. Right. There you go. That's but we miss that because yeah, we, we want to think that you know. Okay, this verse means you, our Father. Okay, so we're we're gonna talk to God. No, that's not what he was doing. Just a heart posture. He was just showing like where your heart should be when you pray. So he touched on different things yeah. that that the culture, because of their ingrained beliefs, yeah, that they focused on in prayer. Yeah, this is why he's like, don't stand out trying to be you know, prayer is intimate. Why you why you got to be on the stage going in and praying like prayer yeah. is intimate because it is relational. Absolutely. It's not a show. That's so good. I think that within the last few moments, I just want you if you will, you mentioned something us coming before our father. Mhm. Mhm. Um <clears throat> for many of us the slave master type of situation has hindered us. But also when we mention the word father, a lot of us don't really have a good concept of what that is either because of our daddy traumas. (laughs) You you know what I mean? When these things, our connectiveness to God or our capacity to be connected with God and with each other, trauma comes to destroy those things. Yes. Trauma comes to interfere with us being our authentic selves, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so when we have these type of traumas, such as, you know, the slave master mentality type of thing, and then we have the trauma between <clears throat> our relationships with those who were to be our caregivers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that hinders our ability to adapt Mm -hmm. to engage with god right because if i was abandoned i'm praying all the time be with me right please god yeah be close to me walk with Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. lord oh please you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. how do what do you see in that what have you seen in and I've, I know you've heard so many people pray being in the role of pastor. Yeah. What have you seen? What, what type of issues or father issues have you seen as people are praying? 
I, I, I've, you can see the way people attach the, it, you know, the attachment theory is so important in, in, in yeah. our evolution as people, as yeah. human beings, because yeah. it really shows the way we attach to certain authoritative figures in our lives, mm-hmm. we're going to attach to our supreme figure in our lives. So whether wow. it's God, Buddha, whoever mm-hmm. it is you believe in, yeah. that's how we're going to attach to them. Yeah. So when a person is attaching to Abba from the perspective of, you know, please be with me or uh, please don't smite me mm-hmm. because I've been in abuse. My father was abusive, mm-hmm. you know, or, or where are you? You, you know, I can't find you because oh my father was not there. Yeah. Um, it's important for those that believe, I don't want to say Christians, but those that believe yes. to get the help needed. Don't, don't settle for, I'm praying like this is okay because that's not an effective prayer. Right. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous, righteous. man yes. avails much. Yeah. Right. This is not talking about in our righteousness because we know our righteousness is filthy right. Yeah. Right? We're talking about heart posture. Heart posture. Yeah. yeah. You understand? Yeah. But if we don't do the work to get our heart heart posture in a proper position, yeah, we will always stay in these these. Um, um, these praying postures that are, I won't even say that they're unacceptable to God. I'm not God. So I don't know what he accepts or does not. Yeah. But I do under, know that they will not be effective for yeah. your life. They're limited. They're yes. limit. Thank you. Yeah. They are limited prayers. Yes. And prayer should be not just a tool. I almost hate when people say it. Mm-hmm. You know, prayer is a tool. No, prayer is a lifestyle. Like it it's is a unveiling. This is why he of- says, "Don't <laughs> ever cease to pray." Yeah, because this is something just like you don't cease breathing. Yeah, you. So if if I'm not ceasing breathing, um, ceasing praying doesn't mean I'm just rambling my mouth the whole time either. Right. It's a posture right. of my heart. It's who I am. It's I am I- the prayer and, and the, the prayer. prayer. Yes. Come on. Come on. <laughs> People don't know yeah. how to be the prayer. To be the prayer. To be it. Yeah. Not the verb, but the noun. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and and that, but that comes along with dealing with your traumas, getting the help you need to yes. find out why do I connect with God? Like some people don't know what what effective prayer even looks like. Right. Because we, our belief system has been indoctrinated with all other kinds of things that prayer should look like. You got to pray loud. You got to pray hard. You got to yeah. have the best, most eloquent tongue. Break through. You got to break through. Yeah, you got to press you know, in. You can't come in and whisper and oh just God. thank God and be on. No, you got to tear them strongholds down and you got to cast down. These are things that we should be doing in our own internal minds and hearts. These are not... A, this, those are not spiritual warfare tactics. No. You understand? You know, I, I will, I'll throw this out there. This is something that really pained me. Mm-hmm. Because as a pastor, there was one moment where there was this young woman who was dealing with me, a mental breakdown. breakdown. She was yes. having a psychotic, psychotic break. Mm-hmm. break. Mm-hmm. You understand? hmm and everyone surrounded her in a church setting. What, trying to cast a demon out of her? Trying to cast a demon out of <laughs> her. And praying loudly in tongues. Like, literally. Yuck, 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 yuck. Everybody's going in, going in, going in. And I'm saying, 
who are you talking to in your tongues right now? This girl, this the demon? other, or the spirit? Like, yeah. we don't really know how to pray no. effectively. And from that space, the young woman said the, that the only thing in that moment she could remember was the calmness and the peace of me hugging her and holding her and yeah. telling her, I love you no matter what. As we wow. called for some help, Right, some the prayers right. were not what was needed in that moment. Right, right. Not those type right. of prayers, right? But the type of communication that she could have between herself and God that you're still loved, you're yeah. still you're protected here, yeah. you're in a safe space. Prayer is supposed to be a safe space, right. not right. a space of like you said, rushing to the enemy's camp. Yeah, to take back. What he done oh, stole. Oh, boy. I know where. Okay. Well, I am so appreciative. Listen, I'm going to pull you in on this again. Uh, you know I'm right and, here. And just, listen, just you know I'm, I'm in. Just if you want to talk about prayer anytime, I'm, I'm ready. Go. Let's you know, do this. Let's do this prayer. Man. You understand? Because I am a prayer listen, and I pray. I am a prayer and I am the prayer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so um, we'll talk some more about this. I so appreciate you. Oh, you know. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. (laughs) (laughs) Always a pleasure talking with the doc. uh, Just one of my most favorite people on the planet. Uh, The heart of the matter is that trauma interferes with your authentic self. And through prayer and therapeutic work, We have the opportunity to dismantle not only our own traumas, but the traumas of our predecessors as well. Again, this gives our children a fighting chance. It's not easy. I will not sit here and pretend that walking through these things or facing these things are easy. But there is no way to break down the pathology of our generations that have come before us without facing our own traumas and their traumas as well. And so you're not alone. We are here to help you in this journey. I would love to come alongside you and help you to navigate through some of these things, walk you through some of these things, coach you uh, through these things. Why? Because life and business cannot move forward if your heart and your mindset are not moving forward. And so we dive deep into these things because we know, we see the hindrances in many of the people that we help in this area. So many hindrances when we refuse to deal with these things. But when you start to deal and you become your authentic self, life and business can move forward. I'm excited. Go to iqueenup.com and I would love to work with you in this. Have an amazing, amazing day. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to join me for your own personal session. It's where we'll dive deeper into all of this information and make it work for your life and business progress. Go to iqueenup.com and click on work with LaShawn. It's time to get insight for your queen You are loved. You are loved. You are loved.